0: Welcome to How I Work, a show about the tactics used by leading innovators to get so much out of their day. I'm your host, Dr. Amatha Imber. I'm an organizational psychologist, the CEO of Inventium, and I'm obsessed with finding ways to optimize my workday. This episode is another My Favorite Tip episode. The title is probably pretty self-explanatory. It's about my favorite tip from each of the interviews I conduct. I use this format because I sometimes feel as a podcast listener that I just want to get in and get the most value from an episode and then get out. So in this format, I try to do just that. So I'll be going through past episodes of how I work and digging up my favorite tip from each interview. My guest today is Dr. Jason Fox. I've known Jason for the best part of a decade, and like me, he's a scientist at heart and has a bias for strategies that are grounded in research. So Jason travels all around the world, helping companies such as Microsoft, Salesforce, McDonald's, and Toyota in the area of motivation design. In this excerpt, we get to hear about how Jason identifies what he calls fulfillment factors. So, these are critical things that need to be present in our lives for us to feel happy, energized, motivated, and I guess fulfilled. This excerpt starts off with Jason talking about his weekly and monthly rituals, which include checking in on his own and his partner's fulfillment factors. And then we delve into how to identify your own fulfillment factors. Over to jace
1: yeah so um weekly there's a uh, in an ideal world there's a partner meeting this happens only about half the time um the partner meetings us kim and i are checking in the business but it's also checking in with each other's fulfillment factors what's working for us what might be getting in the way we refresh our fulfillment factors at least or whenever needed but it usually translates to every year Things for me include um, curiosity, uh, includes a word like vitality, and vitality includes physical activity, time in nature, um, time with friends, and things like that. Weekly is also a good chance to identify friction. So, friction are things that the things that happen each week. These are the, these are the things that if you nibble them in the bud early, they don't have to turn into something bigger later. Um, but these things, they're little pesky, annoying things. But if it, there's a space to be like, Hey, I it like it takes way too much time to do this. So we could, we could probably do this better. That appears weekly. Um, monthly, we try to have some sort of full day dedicated to looking at the business, looking at what we're doing. And that's something where we try to go beyond the operational stuff and bring a little bit more creativity into it. Like what's a better way that we can do this. Or in, in the moment I'm looking at my booking agreement and thinking, okay, the lawyers had a look at that. Can we humanize this at all? Are there any opportunities? <laughs> Probably a dangerous thing to be <laughs> focused on, but, but there's things that happen on, on the website or other things like that. It's just that monthly thing gives us a, a chance to look at a little bit deeper. Um, it also makes us think, Hmm. Do we, want to host a, do we want to host an event or what's some quirky collaboration that Kim with her illustration writing uh, and myself, we might be able to put together? Quarterly, bigger projects. Um, and there's also a seasonality to things. And uh, mid, midwinter, there's like a brooding time of deep work and writing and stuff. And yeah, midsummer is um, much more, much more just stop working and allow some empty time into our world.
0: Hmm, that's nice. I like the seasonality. It reminds me of uh, the the book by the Base Camp guys. It doesn't have to be crazy at work, where they, they talk about the seasonality of Base Camp and how in the summer months they'll do, I think, a, a four day, thirty two hour week, and um, you know, we, winter will feel very different to summer, and um, it's sort of it's, it's seasonal. I, I like that a lot. Uh, I want to know with your fulfillment factors, how did you know what they were? How did you uncover those?
1: So yeah, good question. Um, and this is this is a good thing for I think any team leader to do for themselves and ask of their team as well. Um, this is this came across where essentially I read an article about anti-goals. Um, so if you think about the types of things within your day that contribute to a really crappy day, like a day full of meetings or a, you know not sleeping well, running late. Think about all those things and that's the starting point. Then think about the times in your life where you've experienced extreme versions of this, like extreme lack of fulfillment. And then the flip side, wherever in the times what's been going on where you felt felt really quite fulfilled? What have been the factors that contribute there? Um, So I know there's a spiral that happens for me that if I have a lot of time traveling where I'm doing interstate or international work with clients The flights, the time difference, the diet that changes when I'm in hotels, sleeping in different rooms, can set me on this little bit of a spiral uh, in terms of health and making bad choices. I know also that if I have more than three days pass where I haven't done my morning pages or my morning ritual... um, that's usually an early indicator that something's going on here. If there's more than three days past where I haven't had time to read books or feed my curiosity, which is a fulfillment factor, that's an early warning sign. And so all these things, if we look at these factors and distill it down to a list of three or five things, um, that's usually in, uh, enough of a sense of like, all right, well, what does it look like if vitality, the fulfillment factor is being met and it looks like going to the gym three times a week and it looks like getting good sleep and so on. You can usually distill it into something quite measurable. That's the process of how that comes about. And, um, it's not a set and forget. I think some things become different priorities at different times, but it's something that serves us as a background reminder.
0: Okay, so you're kind of tapping into what are the things that frustrate you, and then kind of looking at what's what's the opposite with yeah, the theory so being explore, that that will
1: explore both extremes, yeah. and they provide the hints as to what's what's lacking or what's there in abundance, mm. and what is that thing if you if you ex, if you expand up into a high level of abstraction, what is that thing there?
0: Mm. Yeah. I like that. And and that's nice that, that you do that with your partner, Kim, as well. That's that's a really nice ritual.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and it's happened with some teams that I've helped facilitate this with where they've gotten to know each other. It's really significant fulfillment factors. Um, so for some folks, it's been, you know, if um, the time with, with, Time with family in in the morning or in the evening and stuff is really, really important. And I know that there are times where we've got to stay back late at work, but there are just some things that are really vital. And for the rest of the team to know that means that they can champion their fulfillment factors more. Um, Other things are like, you know, if it comes to um, a fulfillment factor around curiosity, for example... uh, a culture around where there's an active live conversation around what are you reading or what what things, what, what are you hearing from, that can help in that fulfillment factor
0: too. Hey, it's Amantha here again. So, I really love this idea of identifying and checking in on your own fulfillment factors, I feel like at work, we can be so focused on goals and metrics and hard numbers like that. And it's so easy to lose sight of what's actually personally important to us. I, uh, I went through the process of identifying fulfillment factors with my team at Inventium a few years ago now, which was really fantastic. And I'm now thinking that it might be time to go through that process again, because it really added this extra layer of depth in understanding the people that I work with every day. So that is it for today. If you like this excerpt, you might want to listen to my full chat with Jason, which I link to in the show notes. And if you're enjoying how I work, I'd love it if you could take five seconds, that's literally all it will take, to leave a review in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. So leaving reviews actually makes it easier for other people to find this podcast. And I should also say thank you to all the wonderful people who have left five-star reviews and written some lovely words. It truly does make my day. And on that note, I'll see you next time.